It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Chris Maselli. We have another jam-packed episode of Locked On Avalanche. Today we're going to be talking about those rumored stadium series jerseys that have been floating around the interwebs. Um, another goalie call-up from the Miners. Uh, more on the Adam Werner shutout. Uh, we're going to, as if not, we don't talk about him enough, we're going to be talking about the superstar Nathan McKinnon. Um, and we're going to get into some power rankings um, from around the NHL websites. Um, a lot of people say they don't care about them, but uh, I think we really do. Uh, but first, we're going to do our housekeeping with our social media. Follow me on Twitter, LOPN underscore Avalanche, Instagram, LockedOnAvalanche, and send those emails to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. Um, and if you want to follow me personally i'm on there um or follow my other podcast the enthusiast life all about geek culture with my co-host mark turcott um so yeah getting into kind of the news um these stadium series jerseys seem to be popping up um all over the place and there's the 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 interesting thing about it is there's a number of uh images going around it's not just one image of some random jersey that has an a on it um that is just seems to be everybody taking it and posting it there's a handful of different images of this jersey and like anything else true to social media it's getting dragged through the mud uh people hate it they're saying it looks like a bib uh saying like a third grader created it um call me crazy i like it but i like ugly looking thing (laughs) ugly looking like jerseys in particular um i don't think this is ugly it's completely different it's not like anything we've ever seen before but um it's it's got the avalanche colors and the a is kind of front and center and kind of like Underneath the A, you get like uh, where where the the A would form, um, where the peak would form, is like a you know three peaks of a mountain range. Obviously, we're big with mountains in Colorado and stuff like that. So, um, I, I'm fine with it. I think you know when you see this over the course of uh, you know the entire team, when the entire team is wearing it, it might have a different feel for people um just seeing the one jersey there is it does seem like it like cuts off like halfway down and the bottom portion of it is like a different material i don't know if that is just um maybe like a prototype or not the finished product i would assume that it's not um even even the the one jersey is floating around i think the number on it is number 20 and it has the captain C on it. So clearly this is not 
the the end all be all version. I think maybe in looks it might be, um, <clears throat> but overall I'm I'm totally fine with it. I think it it's a pretty cool look. I loved the Stadium Series, the last ones that they had, the white with the Colorado C, kind of like the puck in the middle. Um, huge numbers on the sleeves. I really, really like those jerseys. But like I said, like when it comes to jerseys across all sports, I like the ugly ones. Like I like the old uh, San Diego Padres. Those like poop brown looking ones that they had. I think those are great. Those Houston Astros ones that have those, you know, all those different colors going down just makes you think of like Nolan Ryan. Um, I, I like those, that style of jersey. So I'm fine with it. Um, doesn't seem like it's connecting with the masses. But is there the outside chance that this isn't the the actual jersey? Yeah, because nothing's been confirmed yet. And this stuff usually doesn't leak. That's why I don't know where this came from initially. I didn't really read, uh, read too much into uh, where this first came from. But these jerseys don't leak that much. Um, I can't remember a time. Like, I know the, the Avalanche uh, jersey for the old stadium series, that was a big deal. That was a big reveal. They did it in Coors Field. Uh, Landis Cog was there. It was a big, big event. Um, if this is the case, if this is the actual one, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, because it, it's getting out there and people already know about it. So um, are they going to do that same thing? They probably will because I'm sure they have it already lined up. But it's still possible this isn't it, although I think we all think that it is. So let's just kind of wait around for the – the finished project. Um, yeah. And in the end, it's just a jersey. We can all, we can we can suffer through it. If you do really don't like it for one game, uh, does it really matter in the end? No. It's a jersey. Root for them to win. That's all you need. All right. Um, getting away from jersey talk. Obviously, another uh, minor league goalie has been, and i sorry to say minor league, AHL goalie has been called up. Uh, Antoine Bibu has been called up from the Colorado Eagles. Uh, so, you know, this answers a couple questions. This answers Pavel Francis is out, and uh, I think Grubauer is still out as well because they're not sending Adam Werner down. Um, it's that Antoine Bibu can replace him after his 40-save 40, uh, 40 shutout. Um so, yeah, and I, I have seen images and a couple of videos of Grubauer practicing. So we knew he was going to travel with the team during this five-game road trip, and obviously he's doing that. But um, I think with the performance that Werner put in, why rush it? It was the same thing with, with Francis. He, was, he played so well in those two uh, home games. Um, why rush Grubauer back? Didn't go according to plan. 30 seconds into the game, he's out. But Werner comes in, and, uh, you know, we, we've talked about it. Yesterday's show, if you follow the Avalanche, um, he's kind of like the talk of some NHL circles right now, at least for a day, and it's well-deserved. Um, so why why rush it? Give the kid another shot. Um, it's going to be a big ask. They are going up against uh, Edmonton, and we'll, we'll do a short preview at the end of the the show today, so we won't get into too much, but um, he's gonna have to be on his game because you know behind him is is another uh, AHL goalie, so we'll see. 
we'll see what happens with it, but it will definitely be interesting. Um, like I said, with the with the Werner shutout, um, what was the stat here? He's the the ninth goaltender to record a forty save performance in his NHL debut since the nineteen fifty five fifty six season, um, and I guess that's when they started officially tracking that as a stat. So he's only the ninth person to do it um, in their debut. I don't know when the last one was, but I'm willing to guess it was a little while ago. Um, yeah, you, 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 I was watching more highlights of it, and you're just like, how did he, how did he do it? <laughs> you know, Winnipeg is they can score, they haven't been, um, but you're just waiting for them to have that breakout game, much like the Avalanche did against uh, Nashville, um, and that was their chance. They had. A backup goalie coming from the NHL didn't wasn't expecting him to play or the AHL, excuse me, um, and that was their chance. And they had chances, forty of them, and he stopped every single one. It was uh, a feat, like I said in yesterday's show, that we will be talking about at the end of the season when we look back, um, saying that was an incredible performance. <clears throat> now, how is it going to play out for the rest of the year? I don't know. You get Grubauer back, you get Francis back. He's probably going to go back down to the minors. Yeah, that's just the way that it is. Back down to the AHL. Sorry, I'm just gonna say minors. I'll try to correct myself every time. Um, and and uh, you know, he's a young kid, so he's gonna get a shot. If it's with the Avalanche, with the Avalanche. If it's not, it's not. Uh, but if nothing else for the Avalanche, based on this, you know, teams will jump on people who aren't uh, don't have a lot of track record behind them. They don't do it too much, so much in hockey as they do in other sports where teams will jump at somebody just because they need to fill a role. Um, and if this is what we get from Adam Werner, you know, uh, Grubauer's young, Franzus is young. So if Werner is expendable and you get something for him, then do it. But um, I, I hate saying that, but that's, you know, that's the business side of this thing. Um, are we reading too much into it right now? Yeah, probably. But just kind of talking out loud. So. Again, but that's down the future. Right now, right now he's our goalie. He's our goalie going into Edmonton, and he can't be going in uh, with a better mindset than he is right now. But um, you got someone or two people on that team who are waiting for him, and they're not going to go light. My name is Paul Stewart, a third-generation Irishman from Dorchester, Mass. I made it to the NHL as both a player and a referee. I was even elected to the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame. When I was skating, I had my share of lumps and bumps. I gave a few back, too. As a stand-up old-school guy, I've always been hesitant to try fads, but recently I became a big fan of a company called Easy Feeling Wellness. A hockey buddy sent me 1,000 milligrams of intensive relief rub. Easy Feeling markets a line of natural plant-based hemp extract products, including gummies, soft gels with melatonin, and tinctures. Their motto is to enjoy every day, which all of us banged-up baby boomers and old skaters can relate to. Easy-feeling products are non-addictive. They don't get you high, and they're perfectly legal. Give Easy-feeling a try by going to easyfeelingwellness.com. They will even give you 20% off your first order by using my special code, PS20. Easy-feeling wellness. Enjoy every day. Don't Luca now, but the Los Angeles Clippers might be in trouble. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. 
Dallas Mavericks forward Luka Doncic dropped a triple-double and an overtime buzzer-beating three-pointer to tie their series with the Los Angeles Clippers. You have to listen to Locked On Mavericks today for a very hype Nick Angstad. To the NFL, where 77 positive COVID tests from 11 teams were re-examined by a New Jersey lab. All of those tests have now come back negative. For the latest on the NFL's quest to return, subscribe to Locked On NFL and the new Peacock and Williamson NFL show. And finally, sources tell ESPN's Adam Schefter that Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson missed two training camp practices due to a groin injury. Listen to Locked On Ravens for the latest on the reigning MVP and why the team released Earl Thomas. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So as far as uh, an update on Francis, we didn't really get a heck of a lot, or at least I didn't find anything. Um, pretty much when a, a, a guy gets hurt, at least on the avalanche anyway, um, it takes a, little, a few days to get the full report. Um, you usually get it from Coach Bednar, and he's the, the first uh, 24 hours. He's usually quite thin on the details of, of not what happened. We all saw what happened, but... Um, the the out the outlook and same thing he just says he talked to the doctors or whatever and he's he's doing okay but it's too early to tell um probably gonna be another one that goes through the concussion protocol um like belmar who by the way was in a red jersey today so a non-contact jersey which is a positive sign so if we can stop these uh injuries from happening which you can't, you know, they just happen. Um, the way the team is playing, once you get these guys back, I think we're going to be even more off to the races than we already are. Part of the reason uh, we're kind of, we, we've kind of righted the ship is um, the the one and only Nathan McKinnon. We're, you know, we're, we're watching uh, a special player, um, and the fact that he is in Avalanche Colors um, I don't take it for granted every single time I turn the television on and watch this guy play. He's visibly the the best player on the ice each and every day. I can go to people who either are not hockey fans or uh, moderate hockey fans and just plop them on a couch in front of a television and say, who's the best player on the ice? 99 times out of 100, they're going to pick out Nathan McKinnon. He stands out. When Rantanen and Landeskog went down, it was not easy to, or what, it was not difficult to figure out what teams were going to do. Zero in on him. You have to. You have to, to be that, that opponent. You have to zero in on him, even if Rantanen and Landeskog are there. The fact that they're not there, I think teams were maybe like licking their chops to say like, well, we can shut them down a lot easier now. It's a lot easier to shut one of them down as opposed to three. And teams did it for five games, and they were successful. But like we stated in last episode, this is where Coach Bednar's brilliance comes into play, and he figured out a line and figured out a way of playing with what he has to open things up for Nathan McKinnon. And in the beginning... McKinnon was a little, he was, he was quiet. You know, he was getting his points, getting his assists. The goals were coming here and there. Um, the other players were stepping up. The depth that we acquired in the offseason was really stepping up. They still are. But over the course of the last week, 
Nathan McKinnon has uh, reminded us why he is the best player in the league. Maybe if you want to substitute Connor McDavid in for that, go ahead. I'm not going to argue with that. Um, but fine. If you want to put him in the top two, then put him in the top two. Um, the numbers that he's put up over, like I said, for the past week have just been, it, they've been ridiculous and, and not forgetting all of the injuries this team has gone through. Um, like I said, other teams are looking at that, licking their lips, thinking we can stop them. He had to say, all right, I have to turn it up another notch. He's gotten some help. Don't get me wrong. Um, everybody's pitching in, but he is still that dominant force. Um, that is is next to impossible to stop. And when you have speed like he does, uh, you, unless you can match that speed, which you know, with the exception of probably Connor McDavid, um, can match, he's going to beat you. That play, um, which we detailed yesterday, his second goal in the Winnipeg game, where he just stole the the puck off of uh, Donskoy's stick right off his blade. You don't see that happen. <laughs> like <laughs> you would see, maybe the player kind of separate a little bit, uh, maybe receive a pass along the boards, and then you know, not necessarily dump it down into the zone, but um, maybe get checked, lose the puck. He went right up to his teammate. You don't normally do that. You separate. He went right up to him because he had the he had the speed, he had the advantage. And he swiped the puck right from him, and he was off to the races. Um, if this is not his Hart Trophy year, I think they should melt that trophy down into whatever it's made out of and never make it again. If he continues this this pace for a number of reasons. He's one of the two best players on the planet. And what he's doing right now with all the injuries that Colorado has, you can't ignore that. Um, it's, I, I think he, I think the couple, the, not last year, the year before it, um, I think he missed out when Taylor Hall won it. I don't remember what the final vote was, but it was a couple votes. Could have went either way. I'll give you a, a pass for that. He had a fantastic season. Um, Avalanche were relatively healthy for that year. The fact that he's doing this with injuries now, I think that should make voters say like okay like it's he's he's not just benefiting from the system or his teammates he's really that good um and we need to reward him for that and you know awards are what they are some people don't really care care about it Kale McCarr when he got the third star awarded to the NHL as young as he is just said like I I you know I think he was he was respectful for it but he's like I don't care I just want to get points and Nathan McKinnon is playing to win games and eventually a Stanley Cup. He's not playing for a Hart Trophy, but at the end of his career, <clears throat> people are going to ask that question. Did he win a Hart Trophy? Did he win an MVP? Did he win um, uh, a Stanley Cup? How many? So he probably doesn't care right now, but we're all going to care. As fans, we obviously care because we want to brag about that to our friends and on social media. Um, but it... It, it makes your just it makes your career whole if you can add those pieces of hardware to your resume at the end of your uh, career in the NHL. So, um, and then maybe this isn't as important. I know it's not as important, but 
can he get on the cover of NHL, please? I think that would make a lot of us feel better in the in the Colorado circles. I was really annoyed that he didn't get on it uh, this year, and I think it's Austin Matthews who's on it. Um, his time is coming, McKinnon's, to get on the cover of NHL. I don't care about that, but I do. I refuse to buy the game until he's on the cover. So that probably will make EA immediately put him on the cover because I have so much pull over there. So, um, yeah, we're watching greatness. It doesn't need to be said all the time. I just felt like because of what we've seen over the past week with him, um, I just wanted to do a segment to let Nathan McKinnon know you are loved. (laughs) You are uh, the greatest thing on two skates. And... I hope Colorado, and I know Colorado, is angling to uh, make it very worth your while come payday in a couple years because they got off, I don't want to say scot-free, but they got a pretty good deal with you right now going, um, and you've more than earned what is coming to you, and I hope that's still in a avalanche sweater um, in a couple years when that time comes. So before we get into the uh, power rankings, um, word from our sponsor in DoorDash. Long day at work, tough day at school, still stuck at the office? Treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. DoorDash connects you to your favorite restaurants in your city. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be delivered to you wherever you are. Not only is your favorite pizza joint already on DoorDash, but there are over 340,000 restaurants in 3,300 cities, so you might find a new favorite as well. With door-to-door delivery in all 50 states and Canada, order from your local uh, go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, Chick-fil-A, and the Cheesecake Factory. Don't worry about dinner. Let dinner come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order, $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code Locked On. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter the promo code Locked On. Don't forget, that promo code is Locked On, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for $5 off your first order from DoorDash. All right, yeah, so power rankings. Um, Like I said in the beginning, we all want to act like we don't care about them, but in some way we do. They're not the uh, end-all, be-all. They're subjective. Um, But I think we like to see if we're going up the charts. I feel like if we know we're going down the charts, we won't check. Um, But if we've had a good week like we have had, uh, we will check to see if they've moved up and what teams um, are above us and kind of argue maybe internally or externally that why is that team above us? <laughs> um, we've beaten that team and there is one on here which might make you mad. So um, I figured I would do this every like Wednesday or Thursday. There was a game Wednesday, so <clears throat> I didn't do it then um, to kind of because you know, websites put them out at different times. I'm only going to focus on a few. I figured I would do Sports Illustrated, CBS Sports, Yahoo, um, and I think that's really it. I, I'm not going to do ESPN since they don't really care about hockey, so what's the point? Um, I had one other here that I, uh, I think it was just from NHL. Yeah, just NHL.com or CBS Sports. Not CBS. I said CBS Sports. NBC Sports was the other one I was going to do. Um, 
So, like I said, a couple of these are a couple of days um, old. So they they played the Winnipeg game after these had come out. So, um, yeah, it might not be completely updated, but kind of gives you an idea of what other places are thinking about us. So first one is that uh, NBC one. This one came out on November 11th. Um, they have, and this one does not let you know where they had uh, the team the previous week. Sometimes that's nice to see, but they don't hear. Um, they have Colorado at seven, and their uh, the uh, short blurb they put in there. They slumped recently, but I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt due to the injury situation, which we all know well, no, uh, well, no, well and good. Uh, when healthy, they showed they can dominate, and they show against Nashville and Columbus they can still st- score goals, even without Miko Rantanen and Gabriel Landeskog. Uh, very true. Right above them at number six is Edmonton, and guess who they're playing is Edmonton. Um, Sports Illustrated. This was done this morning. It was released, and they do have a previous ranking. For the Avalanche, let's see here. They have them last week at number 10. Uh, This week, they have them at number 6. The Avs halted a five-game losing skid in that barrage against the Predators, courtesy of Jonas Donskoy's hat trick and Nathan McKinnon's fourth career four-point night. Adding depth in the offseason has softened the temporary losses of Miko Rantanen and Gabriel Landeskog. Again, things that we have talked about in the past. Right above them at number 5, Edmonton Oilers, who they play tonight. Uh, CBS, this was put up yesterday, November 12th. They have Colorado at number seven, uh, up three spots. So they had them at 10 last week. Um, don't really have, I don't, they, they do some weird things with these power rankings sometimes and they put something strange with it. Right now they have a song for each team. I don't know what the significance is of it is, but the Avalanche is Gloria, the Lumineers, and this is hey, it worked for the Blues, ah, whatever. Um, <clears throat> right above them, they have the Hurricanes at six. Right above the Hurricanes at five, the Edmonton Oilers, who they play tonight. And finally, Yahoo Sports. Uh, this one was put up again November twelfth, and they have oh, where'd it go? I lost it. The story continues. Here we go. All right. This one will upset you. Um, so this was put up yesterday, like I said. Last week, they had Avalanche at 10. This week, they have the Avalanche at 10. Um, and it said you you were worried that losing Ranton and Landeskog, Wilson, Zadorov, and possibly Grubauer would be a problem for them. I guess you forgot about Kale McCarr and pa- Pavel Francis. So clearly this was... Um, put up before the game or it was posted yesterday but it was not i guess they probably wrote this before that game with uh yesterday but at number nine who was uh at number eight the previous week so they only moved down one spot it's not like they were like three and moved down to nine the nashville predators and if you're asking was this written after that game Let me read this. All right, all those guys on the Avs were hurt, and the Preds still gave up nine to them. It's a fun sport, you got to say. So they knew well and good that uh, the Avalanche went to town on Nashville. (coughs) Excuse me. 
and still ranked them higher than Colorado. And Colorado didn't move. They went from 10 to 10, and they dropped Nashville down one. Yahoo, get with it. Um, And then in this one, they have, let me see, where are they? Where are they? Do they not have Edmonton on here? Because the only reason I'm looking for Edmonton is because obviously we've we're playing them tonight. They have Edmonton at 17. In the previous week, they were 18. I don't know. Um, maybe Yahoo or Tough Graders. I kind of like it because it kind of gives us something to to complain about. But we're gonna keep an eye on Yahoo and their their power rankings week after week. Um, they have the top, what most people do, Washington at one, Boston at two, St. Louis at three. Those have kind of been interchangeable, but, uh, I, I don't know what, what they're thinking. Um, but it's interesting, like I said, so that is what it is. All right. So, um, Edmonton tonight, two of the best players going up against each other. Um, Edmonton is is performing right now overall. They 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 look good. They're finally they finally are giving Connor McDavid a reason to want to stay in Edmonton. Um because who knows what's going to happen when his contract situation comes up, which I'm not 100% sure when that is. But they're finally like performing um maybe overperforming right now. Let's see. They are at they're standing just to give you an update on their exact record is 12 6 and 2. So that's 26 in point, 26 points. Obviously, Avalanche are 11, 5, and 2 at 24 points. So Edmonton does have two games in hand over Colorado. So take that for what it's worth. Edmonton is coming off of a loss uh, since the beginning of the month. I think they're 3-3. Three and three. Um, So are they coming back to down to earth a little bit? Maybe, but they're, they're still playing good. And they have... They're in as much of a difficult division as Colorado is. Arizona, uh, a lot of people are expecting Arizona to do some good things, and they are. Vancouver, uh, if not for the Avalanche, maybe would have had one of the hottest starts to the season. They've cooled off a bit, um, but they can score. Man, can they score. Um, so, and Calgary is right there too. Um, and then you got Vegas. So it's it's – a really good division and Edmonton is going to need to play good against teams like Colorado to prove that they belong. Um, Colorado has been playing teams like Edmonton. And when I say that, I mean um, the upper echelon teams in terms of um, who's playing well. Um, And Colorado has been beating those teams. So they've proven um, they can beat Boston. Um, They can beat Washington in Washington. They can beat Tampa, even though what's Tampa at right now? Uh, eight, five, and two, one, two, and row. They're coming along. I think. I think they'll still be there at the end of the year. Um, point is, Colorado's proven that they can beat these teams, um, and Edmonton is two to this point. But they need to prove that they can beat a team like Colorado, um, who's coming in hot. You know, even with the injuries, they can't take prisoners. Uh, they can't take no prisoners. So they they really have to prove what they can do in games like this. Um, I think it'll be a great game. I think Colorado's up for the challenge. Uh, the the goalie situation will, although he had a great game, um, and that was in Winnipeg, like I said, hostile environment. This is a different animal. You got the best player, one of top two um, in the world, going up against you. 
and yeah, you came off 40, uh, 40 shot save, but you got to do it again. Sorry, kid, you got to do it again right away. No time to think about it. So uh, I think it'll be a great game. Um, obviously, we think the Avs will come out victorious. I think just because they're playing so well right now, um, I think they have, the chances are good. But Edmonton's coming off a loss, so they're not going to want to. They want to get off that losing. They don't want to start a losing streak either. So um, it'll be interesting. It'll be a good game. So we will talk about it tomorrow when it's over. And until then, here's my little girl. Go, Abs, go.